This episode of Unscripted The Film Show contains discussions about sexual assault and or violence which may be triggering to some listeners. You're listening to Unscripted The Film Show. I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good afternoon, sir. Hello, I'm Susie Lombardi oh, oh, from Remembrance oh, oh. Funerals. Hello, I'm... That didn't happen. Sounds like we've got an ad going on there. We did for a second because I pressed play all and then added more stuff, which was silly. I should have waited. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you are listening to a Radio Fremantle's unscripted The Film Show with Lewis and Rachel. Cecilia is um, on her way. She's trapped in traffic. Uh, or stuck in traffic, whichever way you, you want to look at it. But we oh. do have a um, a show for world's, you. world's getting back to normal after the, the festive season, like uh, traffic yeah. starting again. I did notice that on my drive here that the traffic was a bit hectic. So you know what else is hectic? Taking two four-year-olds to uh, the WA Museum. Oh, Just right. FYI. Um, but, you know, it was an adventure. Did they enjoy the museum? Um they liked some of the stuff, yeah. Mm. They liked the bones of the whale and the fossils. Right. Um, and I had my son explain uh, that fossils are not the bones. They're the rocks that are there after the bones have gone. And I was like, wow, okay, you're edumacated. <laughs> um, YouTube, it's not all bad. <laughs> so they're like a negative. Hmm? Like a negative. Yeah, yeah, which I knew, yeah. but I thanked my son for telling me anyway. Yeah. Because I don't want to be rude. Yeah, I know. I'm not dumb. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it it was difficult to keep an eye on them because it's all dark in there to, I guess, preserve things. Right. And so they're, like, slipping through and, like, going behind people and, uh, yeah, so it was a bit hard to keep track of them. It was interesting. So I need those, like, leashes that they... Oh, look. And, and then they, that stops them from running away. Yes. Um, my brother had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's one in the family. It must be somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's okay. Um, if you haven't been to the WA Museum, um, I found it incredibly boring. You found it boring? Yeah. Are you a museum person though? Do you like I'm an art gallery person. Right. So I've never got in. I just didn't think it had that much in there and it was all I don't know stuffed animals and stuff and I'm like yeah I'm good <laughs> um the indigenous stuff was really good but of course my son wanted to weave through all of that stuff so I didn't actually have a chance to see much of it um so that that was good and it's free so, so, so you know so maybe go not, anyway maybe not taking four-year-olds to the museum yes and just going yourself and you can have a look around might be the better way of doing it yeah because you can actually read stuff then yeah and like stand in because there's lots of paintings there indigenous paintings and i would have liked to stand in front of them for a while but that was not happening so but anyway it's it's open it's free there's other exhibitions you can go to uh, as well so it's very hmm. impressive though the four-year-old told, told you what a fossil was though that's pretty cool. i know apparently there's some guy called blippy on youtube mm. and he's like a child educator or whatever so um i'm like where did you learn that at daycare and he goes no youtube blippy <laughs> so yeah now my child is one of those kids that says um uh, do you like my cars if you like um 
describe below, not subscribe. Describe below. Yeah. Describe. Click it, click and describe. Yep. Yep. I thought that was never going to happen, but it does. YouTube's a really good babysitter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Apparently, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as long as you make sure they're watching an, an, an okay thing. But anyway, now, moving on. But uh, as a uh, as a segue into the, the first movie we're <gasps> going to speak about tonight. Look at you. Uh, Ammonite is, uh, is a story about a, a scientist um, <gasps> who... Who's Sorry, I just got excited because <laughs> I realised what your segue was. And I, that just couldn't have worked any better. I'll who, shut up now. Who uh, who spends her her days or her, her mornings uh, beachcombing and and finding uh, rocks that are little uh, you know fossilized beasties, mm. and uh, and then like you know cracking them open and cleaning them up and you know selling them off to rich punters. How how good was that segue? It it's like I didn't know. I know. I know. I didn't actually. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I didn't know what an ammonite was, uh, not being a, a, a rock or a fossil person. Uh, and so I was like, ammonite, oh, that's a lovely name. It must be one of the lead characters played mm. by Kate Winslet or Cersei Ronan. Can, sir, can I guess what it is, sir? Sir? Yeah. I've got no idea. I'm just guessing. Um, is it like a rock that used to be a, uh, a snail shell? Yeah, I think it's something like that. Oh, yeah. my, I thought you knew the answer. Yeah, I think I mean, it would look kind of snaily, shelly. Okay. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming that uh, that was the case. Um, but the the, the film um, is about, like, uh, Kate Winslet's character, uh, Mary, uh, is... You know, she's very dedicated to her science and, and uh, you know, the discovery of different fossils. And she discovered, like, a, a fossil that was um, shown in the uh, British Museum uh, when she was, like, 11 or something like that. Uh, and that, that's her life. That, that's, her whole life is around that. And she doesn't like to be deviated from what she wants to do. Um, but then all of a sudden this uh, rich hoity-toity uh, Roderick Murchison comes into her life and says, uh, I would like to find out what you do and uh, can you take me down to find uh, fossils and, uh, and, and show me what's what. And she's like, no. Nah. And then he was like, I'll pay you. And she's like, no. Nah. He goes, I'll go on. And she went, okay. Um, <laughs> And then uh, so she takes uh, Roderick down and and shows him how to find fossils and and, and what particular rocks are and all that sort of thing. Uh, And uh, at the same time, uh, his wife, uh, Mrs Murchison, uh, is having a bit of a bad time because she's uh, suffering from a bit bit of depression. Uh, Now, Roderick decides the best course of action is for him to go away for four to six weeks uh, and to leave his wife, Mrs. Murchison, uh, in the the town of Lyme uh, and wants Mary uh, to, to look after her. And look after her, she does. So, <laughs> sorry, I don't know what I'm... T- but it was, it's set in 1840, yeah? Uh, I think that's what we... Think, I think we worked out... It was I think 18, that's what we uh, worked yeah, out. 1840, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so she's the acclaimed self-taught paleontologist... Mary Anning. It's amazing, 1840, that's when they were like yeah, discovering the, the bones of dinosaurs. Mm. They, you know, there, there was other stuff here before us. Interesting, interesting. Um, 
Yeah, so it's uh, Lyme Regis is where, where she lives. And she lives there with her, her aged mother. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but uh, Roderick says to, to Mary, um, I want you to, to look after my wife. And she said, no. And she went, I'll pay you. And she said, no. And she said, go on. And she said, all right then. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so she ends up looking after um, Charlotte, uh, who is uh, Mrs. Murchison. And it's kind of it's kind of a, a like the, the, they form a, a relationship uh, over over the course of the, of the movie. It's a very it's a slow burning kind of relationship, like that they really just like you know fan the flames and uh, as as their their relationship blossoms. And it's it's quite interesting though because um, you're looking at a same sex relationship, but between uh, two characters of like different generations um which is interesting i mean you do you see that all the time uh you know in norm in in the real life as well as on the screen with like an old male actor and a young female actor like that happens all the time and they don't uh, they, they don't usually like you know mention or anything like that but it's just interesting when you see um two women from different generations uh, forming a relationship. So it's nice to see something different uh, on the screen and also based in the time frame that it is as well. I mean, you've got so many, uh, you know, things here being that, you know, obviously uh, your lesbian relationships weren't really, you know, um, considered uh, normal back then. Uh, and also uh, having a, a female scientist was not a normal thing back then either. So it's a... Uh, but it's just I think the the film really works based on uh, the strength of its two lead act- actors because mm. they're they're both amazing and it's just the um, the the way that they they develop the relationship and the way that um, Mary is kind of struggling between her passion for her work and her passion for Charlotte as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just a, it's a very, it was a very interesting film and it is, it is very slow paced, but it never drags for, yeah. for, for me anyway. I think Arda said that she found it a bit slow and draggy, but, uh, um, I, I personally thought it was a you know, great film. Um, Francis Lee is a director, um, and it was just amazing. Um, yeah, it doesn't, uh, you look at the, uh, the lovely British, uh, beaches with their <laughs> rocks everywhere and stuff like that. And doesn't inspire you to want to jump in, does it? No, 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 I can't. Uh, I mean, I've been on British beaches, but, uh, yeah, they're certainly not, uh, the kind of, uh, places you want to like dive in for a quick dip. No. Um, while you were talking there about, um, the portrayal of a couple with a big age difference, mm. I was just thinking of real life partners, um, Holland Taylor and Sarah Paulson because Sarah Paulson's like 45-ish and um, Holland Taylor's in her late 70s or mid-70s. Oh, okay. So there's quite a big difference mm. between between that age. But, yeah. yeah, you're right. You do normally just see it as the older male and the younger mm. woman and it's that's portrayed as relatively standard. And then if you see an older woman with a younger man, it doesn't always come off as... as um, as well, mm. basically. What about, yeah. uh, what about Ellen and Portia de Rossi? Would there, would there be an age gap there? Um, I don't know. I'm sure I can find mm. out using the worldwide webs. Mm. But um, a, yeah, it's a very interesting film. So, uh, if you like those those kind of real life stories, if you like a, a story uh, that is you know a, a period piece, but it's a different one as, as well because you're not seeing um, you know a lot of the times when you, they do period pieces, you're looking back at like the really rich that you see, mm. and although you know Charlotte is is well off, 
she spends most of the film living Mary's life, like with her mum and and that sort of thing. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, I just thought it was a, a great film. Um, Only fifteen years between Ellen and Portia, so Portia's forty seven, and Ellen apparently is sixty two. Well, there you go. I did not know that she was. In her 60s. She certainly doesn't look it. Mm. Well, that's probably the same, like, uh, age of Kate, Kate Winslet and uh, Cersei Ronan would be. Yeah, it's not really that much of a difference once you get to a certain age. Nah. I mean, if the person's 15 and, and the other person's 30, gross. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> not a big deal otherwise. But 30 and 45 is... Yeah, yeah, it's not really a big deal. No. No, no. no. <laughs> um, it, it is interesting that you bring up the fact that it's, you know, going back in time and looking at, normal uh, people, mm, like mm. the people who don't have tons of money. And I think about the, the movie that Saoirse Ronan was in at the start of last year, Little Women. And Little Women was one of those first books that came out that told the story of, you know, your normal person who's who's living week to week as opposed to all of the other books that had sort of come out and portrayed, you know, richer families. So... Um, yeah, and they actually talk about that in the movie, how, you know, nobody wants to read a book about us. Like, you know, who mm. would want to read about that? Yeah. But, you know, lots of people did. Oh, exactly. It's, mm. it's, I think it's, um, it's good seeing the stories of people where it's not, uh, you know, the, the rich and famous, uh, mm. the, the royalty, the, you know, all, all those kind of people. It's uh, you know, hearing the story of, you know, people are a little bit different. And it's easier to relate Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can't really relate to the queens and kings normally. I feel so. Uh, recently, because obviously we've seen uh, The Crown, uh, we watched um, uh, the... Um, Marie Antoinette Mar- recently. Marie Antoinette. We watched Marie Antoinette and The Great as well. Yep. Um, now, and all of those are, are dealing with being royalty and, uh, you know, you think that... Uh, I think the fact that, you know, Harry and Meghan have, like, left the nest and, mm. and moved to America and done all that. I think that it must be a horrible life growing up uh, as royalty because you're a celebrity from birth and you just don't have a say in in getting away from that. No. Like it's, it's, yeah, one of those things. uh, And, I mean, it's even worse for um, William and Harry because, like, you know, their mum died because of her celebrity. So Mm. it's the the whole thing is is, is pretty terrible. And if you look at... um, yeah, if you if you look at the, the parallels between you know Marie Antoinette and um, and also uh, Diana, you can see similar kind of things between their, their stories, even though they were you know separated by hundreds of years. But uh, it's yeah, it's quite a it's quite interesting. But uh, I think you're right. Like we we can't relate to it, but I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to flick that on anyone. <laughs> no, it looks horrible. Mm. Like hemmed into to the rules and what you need to do. And to, to create an, an heir, that's really all you're there for. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely interesting parallels between Diana and, and Marie Antoinette. Mm. Um, on the weekend, we recorded an episode of Tangent City that was um, that was based around films and media which cover the LGBTQI community. So if you uh, don't happen to listen to that podcast, um, it's... It's a really good one. I think we did a, quite a good job, um, although I did uh, accidentally um, say that Natasha Leon was a lesbian and she's not. Oh, right, okay. I didn't know that. You were outing her without... Uh, I was outing her and, and she's completely straight. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, 
yeah, so oopsie. But anyway, uh, that's our other podcast if, you, if you're looking for something else. Um, but how would you score Ammonite? Uh, I am going to score Ammonite um, for bathing booths. You know the ones that um, you, you wheel down to the, the water? Yes. And then you, you get into the water and then you go, God, that's cold, and you get out of the water really quickly. <laughs> If if you live in, in England, yeah. yes. <laughs> what on earth was I thinking? It's bloody cold. Uh, dear me. Um, well, I saw, I left work at 1.30 yesterday mm-hmm. and went to see a 1.45 screening. Did your work know? Was it uh, arranged or did you just go? No, no, no. I, I normally finish at 1.30 yeah. on, a, on a Wednesday. Um, so I left and made my way very quickly to the cinemas, but doing the speed limit, of course, yeah. um, to go and see Promising Young Woman because it was a, a film that's been, it's a film that's been out for a couple of weeks, um, but... I, I missed the, the screening and every time I saw the trailer for it, I really, really wanted to see it. Uh, I was surprised at how many people were at the cinemas yesterday, not necessarily in my screening, but there were lots of people in line when I got there. So I was like, oh, my gosh, but I guess it is school holidays. Yeah. Lots of kids probably going to see um, Crudes too, which, by the way, if you have kids... It's very good. Oh, okay. It's quite funny. I reviewed it on the episode where I was um, quite sick. So if you listen to it live, you would have heard my review. Um, but basically, it's a friggin' good film. It's very funny and much, much funnier than the first one. Uh, lots of adult, you know, humour and, yeah, it's just great. So if you if you do want to go and see something that's family-orientated, go and see Crudes too. The new age. It's it's very very good, um, but moving on from that, promising young woman. It gets its name from. Um, I'm just trying to remember the uh, piece of excrement's name. What what was his name? Brock Turner, I think. I don't know if you remember the story of Brock Turner, um, but he was a swim star at Stanford, um, and he was accused of. Uh, Raping, hi Cecilia. Hi guys. That was that was the, the most mic. awkward intro. I was like, should I wait ever. for the break and then move it? Mm-hmm. But um, no, that's I was just like, no, it's I was, done now. I was just like, screw it, just just move the microphone. Let me know here. So anyway, let's move on to really depressing things. Um, <laughs> so Brock Turner uh, was a Stanford uh, College student, swim star, and he was put on trial for having sex with an unconscious person, uh, which is rape. Um, But he got off and the judge's words were he was a promising young man. Um, right, do you remember this? ringing a bell now. Uh-huh. I yeah. do recall it's quite this, common. but I didn't know that that was said. I, I yeah. know the story, but I didn't know that that was said in, in the trial, which is very... Um, Disgusting. That's, yeah, like there's no word for that. That's no, just, and unfortunately, it is quite a common uh, occurrence in colleges. There's a lot of that going on. There has been um, a documentary that came out recently about um, how this is quite prevalent, and it either gets reported and ignored or doesn't get reported at all because the universities don't want to be seen as universities that have that sort of thing going on, so they don't report it uh, and and then they try to dissuade people who want to report it from reporting it. And then the lawyers get involved and then they dig up the dirt on Facebook and ultimately if you're the person that it's happened to, 
it's kind of like being slut shamed mm. at, in court. So m- most of them who bring it don't decide to drop the trial because it's just too too much to go through. So that's where the name Promising Young Woman comes from. It's written and directed by Emerald Fennell and I don't know if this name is familiar but she actually plays Camilla Parker Bowles in um, The Crown. Oh, yes. So, uh, and, you know, this movie is phenomenal on so many different levels. Um, So, basically, you start out uh, watching young Cassie at a bar absolutely drunk, um, falling over drunk and um, Adam Brody comes in to save her and like, I'll take you home, you know, you clearly need a hand Um, and turns out he wants to, you know, basically sleep with her even though she's so drunk she she can't even respond. Um, But turns out she's not drunk um, and this is what she does every night she goes out to a different bar pretends to be drunk um and goes home with men who claim to be gentlemen and the same thing happens over and over again and she's doing this because um she had a friend in college who had that happen to her uh and her name was nina and she's living her life for nina because nina is no longer living Mm. she uh, they never really expressly say it but she i don't know if she took her own life but she's no longer in the picture and the guys who did it or the guy who did it got away with it um and uh you know now getting married and you know to a bikini model and so um so this is what she's doing, right? She doesn't have much of a life other than this. And she was training to be a doctor and she dropped out. So she's working at this coffee shop with the wonderful Laverne Cox um, playing her boss, Gail, and an old um, uni- a college friend comes in uh, called Ryan, played by Bo Burnham. And I don't know if I said, but Carrie Mulligan is, is who's playing Cassie. Right, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... He comes in and they. He, she reluctantly goes on a date with him and finds out that this guy who had raped her friend was getting married and she decided that now was the time to level the score, mm. basically. So I won't give any more away because I think that's plenty. Um, the first 20 minutes of this movie is really incredibly difficult to sit through. I actually thought I might get up and leave um, and I don't often think that in a movie. I sit through it even though it's uncomfortable and that's because you've got these two men who claim to be gentlemen, one played by Adam Brody and the other one by Christopher Mintz. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and and they're trying to have sex with her while she's clearly, clearly basically unconscious and it was sickening and I actually ended up having my head kind of turned. I was still sort of looking and then not looking. It's It was one of those things. So it's a difficult watch. Uh, it, it, I left feeling extraordinarily angry. I don't know if you guys saw, oh, you did see Bombshell, didn't you? That mm-hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't a fantastic movie, but I left there super angry because this stuff is keeps happening and nobody gets held responsible. Or if they do, it's like years after the fact, after they've abused many, many people and 
you know, the same thing is continuing to happen at, at colleges over there because people just decide they don't want to pay attention to it because it's just too, it's not good publicity. Um, this is, yeah, it is a hard watch, but it's a very rewarding watch in the fact that it's very well acted. Um, Carrie Mulligan is stunning, as she always is. Uh, Alison Brie is also in this film briefly, and she's great. Um, you've got a lot of um, people who, like Jennifer Coolidge plays her mum, and I normally see her in kind of a humorous role, and this certainly wasn't a humorous role, and I quite enjoyed seeing her in that way, and I thought, gee, I hope she does a little bit more of that. And, of course, Laverne Cox, it's nice just to see her. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I am going to give this difficult film um, four and a half um, four and a half YouTube video makeup tutorial videos. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm going to play the trailer and we shall be back in a moment. Hopefully it plays with no sneaky ads at the front because, you know, YouTube does that. Yeah. Whisper something in your Good God almighty. You know, they put themselves in danger, girls like that. There was a you think you'd learn by that age, right? Ladies, I lay down. What are you doing? It's okay, you're safe. What are you doing? Hey, I said, what are you doing? Every week, I go to a club. I act like I'm too drunk to stand. And every week, a nice guy comes over to see if I'm okay. You okay? You are so pretty. I am a nice guy. Are you? One, two, three, four. I thought we had a connection. Okay. How old am I? What are my hobbies? What's my name? Sorry, maybe that one's too hard. Cassandra, we were in class together at Forest. You would have been a great doctor. What happened? I left under unusual circumstances. You remember what happened, right? Why I dropped out. I'm not the only one who didn't believe it. We get accusations like this all the time. Who needs brains? They never did a girl any good. I'm so sorry I didn't go with her. You gotta let it go. What are you going to do? I don't know. Why do you guys have to ruin everything? We were kids. If I hear that one more time, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was hoping you'd feel differently by now. It's every guy's worst nightmare getting accused like that. Can you guess what every woman's worst nightmare is? I wanted to be a doctor my whole life. Lately, I've been feeling like I might want to get back into it. I, I haven't finalised the decision here, but I think I just, um, I'm regretting my decision not to put a trigger warning at the start of that review. So I do apologise to anyone who um, got upset while they were listening to that review because the movie is pretty full on and my discussion about it warranted a, a trigger warning and I apologise for not putting that at the start. So... 
but yeah. Moving on. Um, I did. I should have actually done the movies tonight in reverse order, and uh, spoke about Aminat last. Aminat last, because uh, you would have uh, thoughts oh, about that film as well. Have you guys well. spoken about it? Yeah, um, I, I spoke about it up, up front, so I've given the the overview. But I was interested to get your your take on the film. Yeah, I, I have a particular point I wanted to raise about the film. So obviously, people know what it's about, but um, it does remind me a lot of a portrait of a lady on fire. But um, I was reading some information about Mary Anning because it's obviously based loosely on the life of of her. I did not know she was a real person. Yeah, she was an English paleontologist known for the discovery of several important Jurassic marine fossil discoveries. Um, That was a mouthful. But historically, there's no evidence of her sexuality or her relationship with women. Um, And I think it's absolutely important to depict these relationships and Mm -hmm. relationships of all sexualities on screen. But um, there's... There is another component to Mary Anning's life that I thought could have been put on screen and that was the fact that she was such a fascinating woman who contributed to science. But due to being a woman and a woman who also uh, disregarded religion in her time, she wasn't actually able to contribute to the scientific community. She wasn't um, recognised by her peers because she was A, a woman and B, she didn't believe in, in a church. And did she remain unmarried? For her life? I believe she did. Yeah, that's always a no-no, isn't it? (laughs) I think sexuality on screen is such an important part, but I think this film was about two hours long Mm, and I felt mm. like it was quite slowly paced and although it didn't seem very long, I felt like there was um, room to at least put those pieces in. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I I guess there's, um, I don't know, is there any other films that have been based on her life or is this the the Not that I know of, but, yeah, yeah, and watching the film, I didn't even know she was a real person Mm, until mm. I thought, hey, I wonder if this is based on a real person. But, yeah, then historically I couldn't find any evidence or anything about her sexuality so I don't know if that was made up for um dramatic purposes or if it was something that was often um maybe mentioned but yeah I just felt it was quite interesting because she obviously contributed largely to Mm. to the world of science uh with her fossils and discoveries and I just thought that being you know disregarded because of being a woman and also not being a part of the church but I also find it interesting that people in the scientific community would not listen to her based on the fact that she didn't believe in a religion when they're people of science. Yeah. Such an interesting... But I guess I guess even back then, like, mm. you know, science then and science now were probably two very different things. Yeah. Um, so even back then they had science but they still had those you know, innate beliefs in mm-hmm. in a god and and the things they can't explain so that's it yeah but i think i think it does mean that there's there's more um story there to to mine like mm. there there could be different movies made about her Definitely. I've just gone onto her Wikipedia to, to have a quick look. There are no other films about her, um, but there is apparently a, a podcast um, called Babes of Science and it talks about her in that. I don't, I've never heard of the podcast. It could be brilliant. It could be mm. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you are interested in, in hearing a little bit more about her, that that's episode 10 about Mary Anning and it's Babes of Science. Cool. So I, I wonder if that is is all about women in science in over the years, in which case that sounds pretty awesome. Mm. So, yeah. 
Mm. I was just trying to look for it, but now I can't. So if you can't find it, I'm very sorry. But I did love the performances. I thought the performances yeah. were fantastic and um, there was no shy, there was no kind of, it was quite intimate too, mm. at parts of the film, so, um, which was interesting. Yes, yeah, no, the, the, there was um, uh, a couple of uh, sex scenes in the film that were like, oh, these are people who are really into each other, so, like, which is, which is good. It's, uh, it's showing a realistic kind of portrayal mm-hmm. of, of, of sex, I think. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, yeah, a lot of the times you'll, you'll watch a, a film and uh, sex scenes these days, it's kind of like they start and then all of a sudden they're like lying in bed together and uh, the lady's all covered up and the dude's usually got his <laughs> chest exposed. Um, so and her hair is all tidy yeah. and her makeup's still yeah, there. Yeah, they look great usually. Yeah. Mm. There's some really great. There's one one scene in particular is seems like uh, it was a a post coital scene uh, where um, word, where Mary was telling a, a limerick and it was very it was very sweet. So um, yeah, I, I love the film. So what, what uh, score would you give it? Well, I liked the film, but for me it's quite average. I'm going to score it two and a half, and I think that's only because I felt like there was so much more to Mary Anning that I just wanted to see explored on on screen. And I know that I'm often the person who says don't push too much into a biopic, but I felt like there was room to touch on these these two mm. things. But Especially since her sexuality is never really um, something that is exposed online yeah. or like there's we don't know what her sexuality is you know the the filmmaker is making a giant leap mm-hmm. to to assume that because she didn't marry she must have been lesbian yeah. um she could have been asexual she could have fallen in love early and fell out of love and just never wanted to get married again maybe uh, or never wanted to love be the science was so much more than anything else i don't know but i do get slightly annoyed when people from history get pigeonholed into that if there's no evidence of it mm. um sometimes there is some evidence but other times there's there's no evidence evidence other than the fact that they remained a um a bachelor or a spinster their whole life so you know, interesting. And there's probably no evidence of it because back there it wasn't uh, acceptable. So no, so people really didn't want to put it out there. That's what true. Their, their true self was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think it's great to see um, those relationships explored on screen. Absolutely, and I wouldn't remove that part from the mm. film at all. I would just mm. touch on the other things briefly. Even mm. that's it. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but you can see them doing a, a story about her fighting to be like uh, acknowledged as a scientist that she was. Mm-hmm. But again, that probably wasn't what she was doing because uh, if this film was any um, indication, she was like quite happy just to to find her stones and mm. uh, and and uh, discover her fossils and and all that kind of stuff. But again, it's uh, yeah, just someone's interpretation of her life, I guess. So absolutely, yeah. But um, I've got one more film to talk mm. about. Did you have any other films to talk about on the show? Not that I can nope. even recall right now, but <laughs> no, I don't think so. I had uh, I went to see um, a film. It comes out I think in a couple of weeks' time uh, in uh, on, in Luna Leaderville, probably some other places as well. Um, called Only the Animals, uh, which is set in in France, um, and it's a. Did, I, I had no idea uh, what this what this film was going to be about. Um, and uh, I just just we just went along along for the ride, um, but the 
it's set in this like rural French town. Like it looks like a, a place where people maybe go and they uh, visit for the summertime and it's now the winter, so it's a bit uh, quieter there. Uh, and you're following these different stories uh, along the way. Um, and, and one of them is uh, a lady uh, has gone missing and her husband and her um, have this house and it's quite secluded, uh, but she, she's gone missing and so this uh, police officer's trying to track her down. Uh, and then uh, you meet this other lady who I think um, she kind of like just does um, uh, like paperwork for, for people uh, who, who can't really do it for themselves. Uh, one guy's a, a recluse and um, she's uh, helping him out helping him out with some paperwork because his mum died the year before. Um, but they, through their um, uh, connection with the paperwork and stuff like that, they uh, start having a, an affair. And so you go, okay, that's that's an interesting story there. And uh, so you see how her story plays out. Uh, and then you see uh, another story and then you see how that story plays out. And it's very, it felt a bit Tarantino, you know, where he, he can sometimes, he'll tell stories like Pulp Fiction, I guess, was telling mm. different stories. And so you're seeing uh, different parts of the stories at different times. Mm. Um, but it, it's, it's strange, it starts off, um, in I, I can't remember what uh, I should have found out what country it was in, but it's a I think it's an African country, um, and it starts out there with this guy riding a bike with a goat on his back, and and then it goes to this French country, and then you go what what's going on here? This is all very weird, uh, but it it was really like watching all these stories come about and seeing these different relationships because I think that's what the whole movie was kind of about was about. Uh, relationships, uh, some healthy, some very, very unhealthy. Mm. Um, yeah, because in with uh, all this stuff that's happening, the lady who's gone missing, um, she's dead. Uh, <laughs> and so it also becomes a what happened to her kind of thing. How did she she die? So it's a bit of a whodunit kind of thriller as well. But it was really just... Amazing, like you know, you 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 got to a, a point and you'd, you'd see, okay, I've seen this stuff, and then they introduce a new character, and then you see that character's story and how that links in, and and it wasn't till like the the end of the film where you you kind of piece everything together. Um, so yeah, I was. Uh, it's a very hard film to actually review because mm. uh, you don't want to go okay so this is what happens with this story this, this is what happens with this story because you really want to go there and just watch how this uh present of a film is unwrapped and you, you get to see how uh the different pieces fit together to to put it all together in, in your head at the end of it because when, when you get to the end of the film everything makes sense mm. and you, you know you know what happened um but uh, yeah, it's it's certainly one of those ones where you don't want to walk out halfway through because um, you you won't won't know what's going on. But yeah, I was I was very very impressed by it. It was um, uh, it, it was one of those those films where uh, I, I would like to see it with other people just to see how they they react to it. Um, so yeah, I would I'd recommend uh, only the animals. But I'm just going to find out when it's 
starting because I think it's in a couple of weeks' time, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not 21st, too sure. I think of January potentially this one, but I could be wrong. But while you do, I noticed that um, Dennis Menachet is in this film, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing his surname correctly, but he's a very, very well known French actor um, that has featured in um, English films also, including Inglorious Bastards, speaking of Quentin Tarantino. Um, but recently in By the Grace of God, uh, Old Boys, Mary Magdalene. Um, If you see his face, you definitely recognise it. He's very, very well known. I remember from the ads, because I've seen the ads for this film twice and I think even the ads are very fragmented in what they show you. So you're kind of trying to piece it together even in the ads. Mm. But I do remember seeing his face pop up. I'm like... Where do I know? I think him he from? maybe played the father of of the children at the start of Inglorious Bastards. Ah. Um, I think. Yep, yep. That hid under the and they all got yeah. shot. Definitely f- a very recognisable face, though, because I think in the yep. ads for this film, I'm like, I know that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Always good to watch a, a foreign film and yeah, enjoy the actors. Um, so we're not sure. What's that? When it when it comes out, we're not sure. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's sorry, okay. I, got, I fell down a rabbit hole. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> those darn rabbit holes! Normally, for me, it's like a, a YouTube watching rabbit hole. Mm. No, no, I think because it's based on a book, uh, and that's what I was uh, just fell down the rabbit hole just to make sure it was the same book. Because I'm sure there there could be other books by that that same name. Mm. Uh, so I was just checking to make sure I I got that right. Uh, Only look- animals. January the 21st. There you go. So next week, if you're listening live or, you know, who knows, you could be listening to the podcast. Um, oh, it's, it's uh, set in the isolated town of Lush. Ooh. Lush. Is everyone southern. a Lush there? Doesn't yeah. that mean you drink a lot? Yeah, wintry mountains of southern France. Well, it is French, so of course you've got to... Southern uh, France. Got to drink. Cheese yeah. and wine. Um, so I don't know if you guys have been watching anything on, on TV or any streaming services this week, um, but I have still got Binge currently and I binged uh, a TV series called The Act over three days and I don't know if you're aware of this. It's based on a true story about um, a young girl called Gypsy Rose who was in a wheelchair her whole life um, and she goes online um, and finds a boyfriend and uh, they want to try to get her out of the house so they they kill the mum. Oh, gee. <laughs> right. So, I did not see that coming at all. Yeah. Um, a- a- another trigger warning. Um, she's, her mother, Dee Dee Blanchard, suffers from – well, not suffers uh, – mm, Munchausen's by proxy. Ah, yes. So Gypsy Rose doesn't need a wheelchair. She's Her mother has somehow got her to have all these operations that she completely doesn't need over her life, um, has lied to her about how old she was, um, got a feeding tube uh, put what? into her, she, just completely uh, medically and emotionally abused for a very, very, very long time. And so... Um, and she kind of is kept trapped at the house mm-hmm. and... She's not allowed to have a phone or a laptop or anything like this, but she she ends up um, getting herself a laptop and going on to Christian Singles or something and, and gets together with this guy um, called Nick Godijon and they start up an online relationship and, and through that they plot to 
to take care of the mother. But it's it's a very, very sad story because Nick Godijohn is um, – he – He's. I. They don't really say whether he's autistic or um, got Asperger's or whether he's got some other um, some other kind of. I don't know. He's. He. He just does. It. He's not like a normal. Mm. You know. I don't. I. He got committed for life, but I just think it was. Uh, it should have been diminished capacity or something because it just. He just. Is yeah, it doesn't seem right. Well? Yeah, this whole thing is based on a true story. Right, this okay. really, really happened uh, in Missouri in 2015. Um, but yeah, also you can't, you sort of can't blame Gypsy Rose either because she's lived a life of being trapped and controlled mm. for her entire life. Mm. So it's it's full on. It's got Patricia Arquette in it and um, Joey King playing playing Gypsy Rose. It's also got. Um, Sophia Anna Robb and uh, Chloe Savini. So it's it's full on, but it's it's definitely interesting and crazy that it really happened and it, that this woman actually existed. Don't think the world's missing her, um, mm, really. Interesting. But, yeah, crazy. Speaking of um, Munchausen's by proxy, I just watched a film called Ma. Have you guys seen or heard of this film? I've heard of it. With Octavia Spencer. Yeah. It? Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a horror, but um, Octavia Spencer plays um, Ma or I think Sue Ann is her name in the film, but she goes by Ma. She, uh, this kind of group of teenagers befriend her and ask her to buy them alcohol and she slowly becomes friends with them, but in a kind of twisted and weird way, she kind of becomes obsessed with them. And then there's a bit of a story that, kind of happens where you kind of learn why she's befriended these teenagers and it's all to do with her past but she has a daughter who she is not sick at all but she is making sick Um. uh, meanwhile but it's an interesting one I do like Octavia Spencer I think Mm. she's a good actress because I didn't think um I really wanted to see it and then it got bad reviews but it's it's not great it was one of those films that I just chucked on on a streaming service popcorn yeah I wouldn't go and seek it out in the Mm. cinemas but um yeah no it was it was an interesting watch at home and yeah, and I also signed up for uh, Shutter, which is another streaming service. With, Gosh, a new uh, one. I've never heard I of know, it. I know. it's And I stupidly, I forgot to unsubscribe from it and now I've been charged. But I literally only went on to watch one thing and that was Creep Show, which is uh, a TV show uh, incorporated with Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you might have heard the Losers Club talk about it a bit. Yep. So I went on, had a look at it, and then I forgot to unsubscribe. Is it a uh, only two weeks free, is it? Yeah, and um. I've been charged quite a lot of money so now yeah. can you do just if you do these trials can you subscribe straight away and then just unsubscribe and then still, still i'm pretty that? sure you can i think you I if you unsubscribe straight away before you start paying mm. i think it takes it away but if you've made a payment and ah, then you unsubscribe yeah. before your time is up then they say oh no you still got to this time and then it'll cease after. Uh, so yeah. I've paid for a bit now yeah. and uh, they're like, oh, no, you can still – I've unsubscribed, but they like, keep it until your payment Yeah, ends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Essentially. So. I've got to do that with Stan. I think I've got a couple <laughs> more things on there that I'm going to try to binge watch and then I'm going to get rid of it. I never know which ones to, like, cull. I've I know. I'm like, which one do I cull? Which one's got the better stuff on it? And it's just like, ah. And also I've got to think about, you know, what's got stuff on there for Bryce? Because mm. Disney Plus is great. Mm. Like we watched Home Alone again <laughs> <laughs> at his request, um, a, a boy of good taste. But, you know, I've got to 
be able to watch other stuff as well, mm. like other animated things. So it's mm. difficult to figure out what to have and what not to have. Kat, Kat and I actually uh, bookended our weekend last weekend because we we did a, another tangency recording on the weekend, which is going to come out in a few weeks' time, uh, on um, films by uh, Sofia Coppola. And so we watched uh, Marie Antoinette at the start of the weekend and at the end of the weekend, based on what you said, we watched Bling Ring. Oh, <laughs> Did you like it? I, I I liked it. I thought it was really good, but I couldn't ima- I couldn't believe how stupid the uh, I know the, the 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 stars were. These rich people who had these big houses mm. with lots of expensive stuff in them and just left doors open and no alarm systems on. I know it was just amazing. I I think out of the Sofia Coppola films, it's the least Sofia Coppola film. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's why I like it so much. It is because it's not really. It's based on a true story. Mm. Well, a lot of other films yeah. like Marie Antoinette. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, it doesn't have the same kind of aesthetics, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. doesn't feel like well, a film. Because you're not dealing with, like, uh, you know, rich uh, mm. main characters, although the people getting ripped off are very rich. Mm. The ones ripping them off are kind of uh, starstruck and, and fans of the people that they're ripping off, which I found very odd. Mm. Like, that they, 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 they love these people so much they want to steal their stuff. Because they're so figuring weird. they won't even notice. Yeah. I'm, I really liked Emma Watson in that film. I thought she played against type really well. Yeah, you could barely tell it was her. Mm. Like so many times I was like, oh, yeah, that's Emma Watson. I had to remind myself that was mm. her. Yeah. But the, um, the thing that got me was uh, Paris Hilton was broken, was, was, you know, broken into five times by these kids because she left her keys under the doormat. Surely she has enough that's money to have a stupid. proper alarm system. Yeah to have security or to have some, you know, surely, surely yeah. she's got, like... I'm sure they perfume, all do now. Her perfume lines alone make, like, millions of dollars, surely. Mm. I just don't... Eat, I cannot comprehend it that she would leave keys under the door, yeah. Matt, as well. Yeah. So. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what I have. I nothing I have to nothing say to there. say. So they're rich but they ain't bright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Money doesn't buy your brains. Yeah. Um, anyway, have we got anything else that we want to discuss before we wind up the show at 6.55 in real time? Real time. Mm-hmm. If you are interested in any of other uh, other podcasts, do head on to the website, gentlemanofpopculture.com, uh, thegentlemanofpopculture.com. Just type it in. You'll find it. We've got plenty of podcasts there, um, many, many uh, Tangent Cities, many, many Diz Down Unders, a few Wozcasts. Um, I did say that right. I was like, yeah. Wozcast. Yep, that's correct. And, uh, yeah, a few other things. But uh, if you are listening to us on any of those podcasts and you're enjoying them, share them with your friends, rate, review, subscribe, all of that rubbish because it does actually make a difference and um, I am quite proud of our podcasts. Mm. I think they're quite good and uh, we would like to share them with people. So anyway, on that note, uh, we shall catch you next week. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.